Welcome to the Baron Tied Out Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm Aaron. Today, we're going to be diving into the crazy world of Japanese horror with Audition 1999. Um, Aaron, overall, what'd you think of this movie? Well, it's definitely a horror movie. Um, it kind of lives up to the whole Japanese people are kind of fucked up. Not to stereotype or anything, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes. Um, but no, I liked it. I enjoyed it overall. Um, it had an interesting plot. I like the way they depicted it. It was kind of confusing at times, but um, very, very bloody though well not bloody but you know there's some gruesome scenes in there <laughs> yeah i mean there's um it's definitely got a, a shock factor to it um that's for sure um i this is my third time seeing this movie um i watched it one other time with joe bob he um did um an episode on this a couple weeks ago but before that mm-hmm. the first time i watched this was i think and like um 2010, I want to say. Uh, so it, it's been a while since I have seen this, and with it um, being kind of refreshed and me being mm-hmm. shocked with how it ends <laughs> is. Yeah. Um, as it, you know, I watched it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. What are you saying? I was going to say, as you know, I watched it for the first time today, so it hasn't yes. quite set in yet. Yes. So I might lose some sleep tonight. <laughs> uh, that, well, the thing is, Aaron, the reason why we're doing this, and we talked about it before, but this is um, Foreign Horror Month. Mm-hmm. And this, I wanted to do this one in particular because I really wanted to get you um, kind of ready for what we're doing next week. Do you remember oh, yeah. what we're doing next week? Martyrs. From Martyrs. And that's another movie that a lot of people don't like to um, like touch to, to touch to and <laughs> watch more than once. But I'm being crazy, and I'm watching this a second time. This will be Aaron's first time next week watching Martyrs. And it's definitely um, a movie that people put in the same category as like Cannibal Holocaust. Which, I know I said this before, I don't really think it deserves to be in that type of slot. Mm-hmm. But that's just what people say, just because of how shocking and realistic some of this that movie. Yeah. But um, we'll save that for next week. This week we're talking mm-hmm. about audition. Um, let me get my notes up over here, and we will probably dive, uh, probably dive into in. some facts. Um, I have some uh, Rotten Tomatoes here. I always try to get Anything these, good? and sometimes um, I I totally forget. But today. I made sure to grab them, and um, they're actually very high. <laughs> Aaron, do you want to take a guess as to what the actual Rotten Tomato meter um, score is? Out of 10, right? Out of 100. Oh, 100. Um, 75? 82. Ooh, okay. So this is definitely um, a very highly regarded film uh, across critics. What do you think the hmm. audience score is? Audience score? Um, I feel like critics know kind of know what to expect with certain genres, so like that can affect the rating. So with... Um, I'm going to go 60. I'm gonna oh, you're low-balling it. 
You're really yeah, lowballing. For audience, yeah, I'm gonna lowball it. Eighty. Oh. So they're both very, very close together. Very close, and um, it, I think it definitely deserves those ratings. To be honest. Oh yeah. Um, movie was in 1999. This was kind of like the beginning of quote unquote, or around like the same er- um era of Japanese quote unquote body horror. Um, as mm-hmm. you can see, kind of. I don't, well, we're gonna be getting into it anyway, but the yeah. ending definitely. Yes. <laughs> um. And then I also have the U.S. box office because I think. I'm not sure about this, but do you know if other countries actually have a box office score? Because it wasn't um, showing me in any other country other than the U.S. and IMDb. Yeah, honestly, I think that might be an American thing. But, but um, I could be wrong, so if anybody yeah. sees this that's from another country, let us know. Yeah, because <laughs> I would love to get like other countries' box office numbers and kind of put it in here, and not just us Americans yeah. have, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it was... Um, Hundred and ten point eight K. So okay. that's a lot. That's what one thousand one hundred thousand? Yeah. So that's actually that's pretty good for that week. time. Nineteen ninety nine? That's really oh. good. Yeah. That was the first week. Uh or... yeah, I believe or... so. It didn't really say, but when it says box office, I like to try to think it's within the first like week or and yeah. I, I, over time, I know it's definitely made. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. If not, then shame on people for not supporting this. That was also directed by um. Okay, guys. <laughs> I have. We have to say this. We are awful with names, and now we're talking about Japanese names. <laughs> Sorry if we pronounce things wrong. You're gonna try your best, but it was directed by um Takashi Miyake. Mayaiki? I'm so bad with, <laughs> I'm so bad with names. But um yeah, he's definitely um highly regarded in the horror um community. He also did some episodes of I don't know if anybody's familiar with this, but with Mick Garris's Masters of Horror series episode of that. Oh really? Yeah, he's also done some other things. I think he might have I'm not one hundred percent on this, but I think he might have came back for the Nightmare Cinema. I it didn't I didn't see it, but there's something telling me that he may have came back for that. Hmm. Also, Aaron, I know I sent you um some of my notes. I realized <laughs> that when I'm talking about um Ayama, the main character, yeah. I put like the actual on there. Um uh Ryo. Oh or, yeah, um, yeah. Rio. So um, I noticed that. <laughs> so um I'm sorry about that. So if when we're reading through our notes and I say um um, Ryo or Rio, I, I mean um, Aum. It's gonna be really hard for me, man. Yeah. People are gonna make make fun of me for pronouncing this stuff completely wrong, and honestly, <laughs> I deserve it. <laughs> it will become a meme. Yeah, I'll become <laughs> a meme. Oh my god! If someone actually makes a meme of me mispronouncing things on this podcast, I <laughs> I would say I made it. <laughs> yeah, right. They, they have to include you, though. You have to be part of this. It can't just be. Another fun fact, um, before we start jumping into this, because we'll go talk about all the rest of the characters once we get introduced to them, like we use podcasts. Yeah, yeah. But um, another fun fact is that this film has a lot of, like, static camera angles, but 
that means it's the camera's placed in one spot and then people are moving around the camera so the camera's not really I don't like know. Like it's pointed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like playing like a an original like Resident Evil game with static cameras. That's like a good kind of like Yeah. Grab that. But when they're doing moving shots, which happens like halfway through the film, they actually use a handheld like camcorder for it. Yeah, a lot of horror movies do that, I feel like. Or like movies with like fast motion, like you know, action movies and yeah, stuff like and that. And on this I think this was one of the first ones to really do something like that. Uh, kind of interesting. In, mm-hmm. a, in 1999, knowing that oh, like, yeah. other films weren't really utilizing it that much, because I guess they really wanted to make things look as polished th- as possible. Obviously, yeah. using a handheld camcorder, it's kind of hard to make yeah. good. But they do a very good job of like masking it and making it look exactly mm-hmm. like the rest of Kind of blending it all together. Yeah. Yes. And you know what, Aaron? I I I'm doing it again. I don't know who the hell started last week. After after having the um the podcast with D I Melt, I mean my brain is just like <laughs> stuck on that one episode and I, I totally forget what happened last last week. Do you remember who started? Um honestly I include probably you. It was probably me. Okay. Yeah. Um Oh no, no, you know what? It was you because I remember saying sorry if we gave people a double dose of Aaron. That is right. <laughs> so um, this week it is me. I'm not uh, putting it on Aaron again. I know we all love Aaron talking about the open. <laughs> uh, but uh, before we go into that, I want you to go over some of our um, our social. Find us. I like to try to do that in the beginning. First, like ten to fifteen minutes, we go over some facts. That you guys can find us, and we jump into um, the movie. So as usual, guys, we uh, stream this. Every Saturday at 9 p.m. on Twitch. That's twitch.tv. Eastern time. Slash the Barons Hideout underscore podcast. So um, sometimes we're a few minutes late. Try to be on time. And, and honestly, being here doing it live is very fun. You do get people in here watching. They don't always talk. And you know what? That's completely fine. Just knowing that there's people there that are like, oh, mm-hmm. people are doing a podcast and they're talking about so-and-so movie awesome so if you guys <laughs> like the live experience and coming to interact with us after we go through the whole show guys we like to open we up will the be questions. answering questions so if anybody has questions whether it's about the movie uh, about us any suggestions for us to do let you guys go wild afterwards another place you can find us is twitter which is just H-O underscore podcast and I'm very active on there trying to be a lot more active on Instagram because we're starting to get kind of blown up there absolutely making all these thumbnails and stuff has been and where you can find us on Instagram is I think it's just the Baron's Hideout because I haven't changed that one over rebranded Baron's Hideout podcast yet Mm -hmm. so that's there I'm trying to be as active as I can well I've been going checking on it the past few days too, a lot more lately. Yeah, and, uh, um, and since I logged if in. you want to tell them uh, your Instagram, now that we're talking about Instagram, you can go ahead. Yeah, like I said, I've been sort of uh, checking in on the uh, the pages, um, Instagram page, and then you can also find me on Instagram at my personal account. That's Aaron, uh, double A A Rue, is yeah, I believe right, yep. something like that. Um, <laughs> I don't even know my own <laughs> handle at this point. <laughs> 
That's okay. Um, <laughs> There's so many things we can You can, can find it in the link tree. So. Yes. Um, you can also find us on uh, TikTok, which I always say it's just for promotional just to try to get some more extra buzz over to the podcasts and that I believe just Barentido underscore podcast. Um, once again, all of these links are in our link tree. If you just do uh link tree dot com slash the Barentido, that will um, bring you straight to all of our links that has um, any place you guys want to listen to the podcast when we upload it. Like Apple po- um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, um, Spotify, some other like lesser known podcast sites that I don't even remember what they are, but I'm sure somebody uses. <laughs> and it also um, goes straight to our anchor, who um, they do sponsor all of our episodes. So I have to uh, thankful for them. So every time there's an audio version of an episode that goes out, they are always Thank a sponsor. Anchor. They definitely help us out, and they. Are guys can listen on the on the <laughs> audio version uh is there anything i'm missing i think so right i don't think so. so i mean if you missed it last week or this earlier in the week listen to our episode we had dina the dead hot sauce it was a it was a really good chat he's a chill dude yes. show him some support you know he's not currently shipping to the u.s but he is working on it just give him a follow on instagram he's an awesome dude yeah, he's great, and I'm. I really wanted to get him on again, and and um, oh, yeah. there are some talks of us maybe going on his podcast, which I think would be absolutely awesome. Even if it's just to like shoot the shit or to review yeah. a movie with him would be absolutely great. Because oh man, I gotta let you guys know that we were we were really nervous for our first guest, <laughs> like I like down to the wire. I was like, I don't know how to go, but um, <laughs> no, it went absolutely great, and uh, Dean. Such a awesome, so nice, super down to earth. But uh, that's enough rambling about our socials and um, other things. You guys can catch all that stuff, obviously, Spotify and Anchor. Anywhere else you guys want to listen. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, here we go. I'm going to start with Audition 1999.
shot at like um hospital. Mm-hmm. A little boy. I didn't really know how to describe what he's carrying. It's like a sculpture. It's like a handmade, like some kind of art project. Yeah. Yeah, it's got like um dr- um not dragons. It's got um <laughs> uh, dinosaurs. I think there's like a volcano. Yep. It has a note. It says, "Dear Mom, get well soon." So we had to know off the bat. Mom is sick. Hospital. Not doing well. No, not at all. Uh, we get uh, cut to. Well, we keep kind of going back from room that his mom's in with. We believe is father. Is um mm-hmm. Ao Oh my god, Aoyama. guys! I'm so bad for this. It's uh Aoyama. I believe is how you say Aoyama. it. Aoyama. Aoyama. If I'm completely wrong on that, please correct me. But the mom's name is uh, Ryoko. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong too. Uh, but as the boy uh, is from doctors, kind of already like call it like five something in the afternoon. I think five twenty-seven. I want to say is what they say that uh, her time of death is. Aoyama is crying. Son walks in, and it is kind of like. This is so awkward. He's just staring at his son, and his son's just staring at him, and he's like, I made this from mom. He's like, like, okay, here. That's pretty much <laughs> the saddest opening I've seen in a long time. Like, as soon as we get introduced... Yeah, you got our first death. <laughs> like, you know, your mom dies. You're bringing her this awesome thing you made probably at school. Go, go like, hey, I made this... I have a note for you. I'm also going to show dad. And uh, your mom. I don't think we're told how she passes away. No, I don't really think so. I think it's probably just they want you to just assume, like, you know, some kind of big disease or something like Maybe that. Maybe, like, but cancer or just cancer. Or, yeah. Uh, but then we jump seven years. Father and son are fishing. I like this. I think this looks really visually. Mm-hmm. It's very bright, yeah. Very bright. It's also very loud. Very mm-hmm. windy. I like it. They're all like dressed up and ready to go. Um, and his son says something about prefers um, what real girls to imaginary fish. So, yeah. Like, off the bat, they're already talking about girls and relationships and stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so this what this movie is we're talking about girls everything all that jazz <laughs> so they're getting ready to pack up like okay let's go uh, um Iyama gets a call uh, probably about some oh concert team catches a fish go home fish, the fish actually looks really good like uh, it got me really hungry last night when I was re-watching <laughs> this and then, out of nowhere, the weirdest conversation. Son talks about hermaphrodites and fish. Oh, yeah. How about how the fish are hermaphrodites up until a certain age? Yeah, so they can re- reproduce themselves. Yeah. And it's just like, what? Why? <laughs> Why do we need this conversation? Is this good bonding? What the hell is going on? But we kind of learned I- later on that he... um. Pretty much in discovering dinosaur fossils, 
stuff like that. So that's not really yeah. like that much like a, a spoiler. So we can talk about that right now. Yeah. Kind of give it like a bit, a little bit of background. So he's very familiar with fish and things that of like the reptilian like yeah. dinosaurs. I also think it shows like kind of. I could just be reading into it too much, but like you know, the kind of like the strain or the distance between them since their mother died, because like you know, he has to make resort to like stupid small conversation, like fish being hermaphrodites to talk to his father. You know what I mean? That's a good point, Aaron. I don't know if I've ever thought about that. I never really thought of the distance between them because sometimes when they're on screen, they seem like they're good, but now that I'm really thinking about it. Because even his son says to him, you don't look well. Yeah. And he, like, cleans up the dishes, but uh, Aoyama doesn't really say anything. He just kind of sitting there, drinking. I think this is, like, our first, like, real static shot of them just sitting and and talking. And you see, like, his son going back and forth and saying, okay, now it's your turn. Now do the dishes. Like, eh, okay. So at least they have some sort of system, like... Okay, you have this day, I have the next day, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. that's good. It's not just falling on one person. Yeah. <laughs> then we go to the next day. And this is also another really... Uh, Aoyama is in his office. doing. Uh, he's going over like a tape uh, with some other guy. And they're also talking about how everybody in Tokyo is... And then mm-hmm. Aoyama asks, I guess it's the editor, like, are you? And then he says, well, aren't you? And he starts laughing. So it's just <laughs> like, what? what is going on in this? Why is everybody so, like, weird? <laughs> no? Japan. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with Japanese at all. So this how they actually are. This was obviously directed by a whole Japanese cast. So I... And then, I don't remember what happens after, I think, the secretary is going to leave, and Aoyama is going to leave, and she tells him that getting married... Stop out of the blue. And um, it kind of makes you think, like, maybe they had something going on, but even Aoyama is just like, okay. Okay, why are you telling me this? (laughs) I'm I'm happy for you. Congrats. uh, Was it? And whatnot, like kind of small talk not mm-hmm. like he likes blowing up and just like are you kidding me we had this thing going on and whatnot but <laughs> i think that they may have something going on and we kind of get a hint of that a later <laughs> yeah and yeah has a meeting with um uh yoshikawa like yoshikawa. another business uh associate also kind of like a close friend. They seem like they're very close. Mm-hmm. Ask me how they're talking. I don't know, maybe they've done other projects. Cause I think the company he works with, we don't really know. I think it's like a film distributor. Something that like that. They're at like concerts, and now they're talking about you know, recession and like the film industry, and then because he's joking, and it actually really is. <laughs> And then they bring up the, well, I think Aoyama brings up the um, Yoshikawa. He wants to get remarried because his son that he shed earlier. Mm-hmm. He's asking him, like, okay, well, who are you looking for? Um, young, do you want 
old. He's like, oh, I want someone mature, someone who's talented, uh, maybe a pianist. Um, Yoshikawa is like, well, wasn't that kind of like wife before? Like, yeah, well, I like somebody who's that because they're very dedicated and smart and, and experienced. experienced and <laughs> and I guess at the same time, loyal, have something going for them. Then they start, start going on about an audition, I think, right at this point, Aaron? Yeah. Go I, make I'll let you. I'll let you carry that one on. Okay. Um. So Yoshikawa has this bright idea to um, rewrite an old documentary, the script for an old documentary that uh, I keep, I'm going to keep forgetting the other guy's name. Uh, um, Ashiya, uh What is it? Um, Aoyama. Aoyama. Okay. It's going to be the whole uh, episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, it was an old movie or a documentary that he wrote, and he told him he rewrote it. Um, and that they're gonna hold some auditions, and they they're gonna pick through all the girls to try and find the perfect girl for Ayuyama. In hindsight, um, that is so. Yeah, right. Like, imagine doing that this like in day and age, just hold an audition, mm-hmm. just to just beat someone. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of yeah, kind of big. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it's the way they even talk about women, though, and like in the movie, it's kind of like it makes me wonder if that's just yeah, it's very know, sleazy. Yeah, um, but that could just be again Japanese culture. I'm not you know, yeah, you know, like trying to we're not going like, against anything. generalize anybody or but you or know guessing and talking, but yeah. So they hold some auditions, um, or they come up with some auditions, and they come up with a radio ad. And you got Aoyama? Aoyama. Aoyama. He's in the car. He hears a radio ad. or He's on the phone at first, and it's pouring rain out. Um, I like this. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a very busy scene. You know, it kind of reminds you of, like, New York or something. Just the city, you know? Yeah. Um, but For sure. So, and he turns his radio on, and one thing that I noticed, too, actually, this is 99. This guy's got a fucking touchscreen in his uh, car. Did you notice that? I did. <laughs> I did, and it was a Nissan, correct? It was a mm-hmm. Nissan. I drive a Nissan. So that's actually <laughs> really cool. Well, he must be loaded. <laughs> well, for but. sure. Especially with the business he works in. Yeah. Mo- yep. Could be dirty money, but who knows? You don't really kind of ask. Never know. But yeah, so um, his ads uh, going out on the radio. He sits there in the car, listening to it, and then we cut to a scene with the girl chilling in an apartment. It's very like dark, but like also it's kind of like if I remember correctly, it's like a just some light gleaming through. So it's not like dark, yeah. but you know, and I think outside too you see like like um, smoke stacks. Yep. So it must be somewhere in an industrial area. Um, I don't know how, like, the whole, I don't know, buildings are in Tokyo and stuff like that. So I don't know if they all have something like that. But to me, that kind of reads like an industrial area of some sort. Yeah. Maybe like Tokyo or something. But, you know, some big city. Yeah, it's, it's a very, like, what am I looking for? You know, <laughs> a little yeah. creepy, but. Yeah. It's refreshing the way she was sitting in a way. To, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
just like <laughs> but anyways so um so that could be foreshadowing something right yeah maybe a, a connection Who knows so uh the Aiyama is going through applicants um which like you had mentioned before this whole thing situation is just very kind of yeah. i call it sleazy sleazy very That's a good word for it <laughs> It's, it doesn't um, sit right, to be honest. So, comes across a photo um, of his wife or something like that. Yeah, he's sitting at the at a desk and he's like staring at his wife's photo as he has like these mm-hmm. piles and piles of, um, of applicants and yeah auditions. So and... he's like looking at his wife and he's like, and turn. <laughs> I don't know what you're seeing, what I'm doing right now. <laughs> you know he's being a dirtbag. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and then uh, Yoshikawa comes up, tells him to look through him and not just compare the photos and try and find, you know, the prettiest girl, you know, read, learn about the bit about them. and But uh, he tells him to pick 30 of them. That's a lot of, still a lot of people to... That is, pick. but I think the main reason why he's probably telling him that to make like and not doing this to find somebody yeah. to go on a date with. You gotta have to try to make it official in some sort of way. Because like yeah. if they just like picked like five, it's gonna look very weak. Especially if it's yeah. more like a quote unquote like upscaled view or yeah. whatever they're doing. Exactly. But um so excuse me, sorry. Okay. Uh, and then uh spills his coffee i guess right and then um yeah <laughs> and then he sees a photo of asami yamazaki yamazaki that's probably yamazaki. the easiest name to say <laughs> yamazaki and i guess like um, yoshi awa is kind of easy yeah Aoyama though that's really hard for me to say Aoyama. Aoyama. trying to like get it to <laughs> yes it's, <Aoyama. laughs> it's hard uh, so, and then he meets his son's, or does he, I don't think he meets her yet, or he sees a picture of her, doesn't he, or something like that? Uh, his son's uh, girlfriend? Of his son's quote-unquote girlfriend? Yeah. No, I believe he definitely meets her that night, so after he's done uh, going oh, through Oh, because she photos. eats his dinner. Yes. That's right. Yeah. He comes home um, with, like, the maid or something like that. Or somebody who like a babysitter or something. Yeah, I think it's a it's a house um sitter they have when they're at school. Like cooks dinner and stuff. I forget her name. It's like um Rai Rai. I forget. I think it's spelled like R I E. Could be completely. I didn't. I didn't listen. Yeah, but she doesn't really play a big role movie yeah, anyway. Really. So like sort um, of, but not really. Yeah. So. Ayama comes home. Ayo, yeah. <laughs> Ayama comes home. <laughs> uh, you just call him Yama like, if you want. Call yeah, him Yama. Yama. People will know Yama. Who <laughs> uh, comes home and uh, Ri or Rai um, tells him, "Oh, your dinner's in the fridge. You just gotta warm it up. The bigger plates for your son." Uh, wait, no, wait. Sorry, I think I mixed up. Which part are we at? Um, it's when he's coming home, and he, uh, his son's girlfriend and him are sitting on the floor, 
Oh, you know, so Ed's yeah, my, he's mixed up. He's um, he's leaving uh to go on um a dog. Oh, walk. that's right, that's right. He goes, oh yeah, because we're gonna go walkies. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, sorry, I ate your food, and he's like, nah, I'm gonna go out anyway. It's all good. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'm sorry. My that, bad. That's okay. Honestly, I'm the same way with this because a lot of the scenes look exactly the same, so you kind of get mixed up. But um, yeah. Um. So, Aliyama likes his girlfriend. She he approves of approves of her. <laughs> yeah, he does uh, he's that like, stupid like yeah. yeah face, you know. Good um, on you, son. <laughs> <laughs> but and then we come to auditions. Um. Oh, I see. love this. I love this. I can talk about this. So, uh, comes to the day when they have to audition all the girls for, uh, I think they're trying to get the main role going for. Like the lead role, yeah. Yeah, the lead. I don't, I don't think they really say it, but if I had to guess, it's the lead role, and then they kind of, as we can see, they even say, like, the girl's like, hey, we'll pick her for a different role. So they're already kind of going through, you know, different people. Yep. It's actually really funny. <laughs> Some of like the stuff that these do. Like, this is like oh, one girl who's just sitting there, all <laughs> awkward, and they're just like, okay. And then you get some girls stripping, and they're all <laughs> just like, oh, I don't know, nah, I don't want to look. And then <laughs> they're asking all these girls like, what kind of men are you into? Uh, would you do sex scene? Um, would you ever do porn? Shit like yeah, weird stuff. Yeah, and then like, then one of the girls is like, well, my friend does that. <laughs> it's just like. What <laughs> Um, so they're asking a lot of kind of personal, weird-ass questions for a film I don't think is aligned with what they're asking. Yeah. I don't think... They say tomorrow's heroine, which sounds like, you know, they want somebody who's kind of, like, brave and, like, you know, yeah. so it sounds like, you know... Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, but I just think it's really funny because... You don't really see um, Aoyama talking a lot. It's really um, Yoshikawa who's asking all the questions. Mm-hmm. Funny. Until you see um, Aoyama kind of flip through the pages. He had the list of all the girls and they're checking off the ones to go through and writing out a like, side note. So he's just like looking through because he has his mindset on um, Yamazaki. So he's looking yep. to see, okay, when, when is she going to be in here? She's all the way, I think, at 28. So he's like, okay, well, I don't really everybody these other people whatever so they go on their first break like well i'm really nervous bathroom gets up goes to the bathroom sees her sitting there comes back and now it's yamazaki and the kind of changes like the music a little bit and i think it goes completely silent Yoshikawa is asking questions and all of a sudden, Ariyama is just blasting away with these questions and asking her about <laughs> how it was like when she broke her hip and how it must have really sucked to have given up something passionate about. Mm-hmm. Then they ask her about do you have an agent or live, and she says, "Yeah, I'm pretty much being taken care of by uh, this. I think it was like director or something from a record company." It was called Ace Records. Yeah. That she also works for a friend at the Gonza Bar. Uh, three times a week. So they they take that down and they're gonna research that later to you know make sure that everything's gonna be 
it. Uh, and then that's pretty much it with her. She exits. Then they go on another, I think, 15 minute break. They're like, yeah, well, we break. And <laughs> I also think it's really funny, too, that during the whole time that Aoyama's asking questions, Yoshikawa's just looking at him with his mouth open, like, I know, he's just like, he's like what? Where'd this shit come from? <laughs> like, out of nowhere, you're just gonna start asking questions and, like, you have anything else you wanna ask? Like, no. <laughs> then they, they start kind of talking, and he's like, my mind is made up on her. I want her. Like, well, I'm getting some kind of weird vibes. She's making me nervous. Like, I don't know what you mean. I'm made up on her. I don't care about anybody else. Uh, then later in the day, we jump back to Aoyama's uh, house. The room where he was, like, sifting through all the photos. Mm-hmm. He's just looking at her picture. And then he gets, like, the courage to call her. Then asks her to go on sort of like a date, but not really saying it's a date, making it like it's just beating around the bush. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a a business thing. Okay, I want to meet up with you. I want to talk to you more about the role, so and so. They meet up. Um. Actually, no. Mm-hmm. Before they meet up, sorry. He goes back to the office, I think, the next day, and Yoshikawa is telling him, like, so I looked up this Ace Records thing, and it says that the dude who was supposed to be taking care of her has been missing for 18 months. He's just like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, doesn't really think anything of it. He's like, uh, so we kind of get, like, more, like, is this girl going to be trustworthy? And I don't think hitting underneath. Like, what's going on with this uh, uh, Yamazaki uh, girl? Then we go to the first quote-unquote date. Keep in mind, every time Aoyama talking to um, talking to her, the camera is only facing him. You don't really ever see her face when he's talking. So keep that in mind. Hmm. Very important, important thing. So... Uh, he asks her about the dude who went missing. Like, well, I'm sorry. I was told that I need to say an audition. I need, like, a contact. I have something else. Just like, I'm sorry that I lied. I was, it was pretty much just, I don't know, a pretend thing. Yeah. So, kind of ended up there. Then they're going home. Uh, and then he asks her. Oh, no, wait. She asks him. Sorry. If they, if him again, he's like, well, I don't really see why not. And he's like, well, I don't even care if it's just like a phone call or something. This mm-hmm. nice to talk to somebody. And this is a weird um, shot too because they're walking away. You don't see them talking to each other either. They're yeah. just walking. And once again, Ayama goes and tells Kawa, I don't care. I'm done with everybody else. I don't want to do this anymore. I want her. That's it. I don't care about the movie. Just what I want. Then we get another piece of info from Kawa. He's just like, dude, I can't find any information on this girl. <laughs> and even that doesn't even stop him from saying, okay, well, let me rethink. 
That's not an immediate red flag right there, apparently. <laughs> it's like, this guy's... Up until now, Aaron, what are you? What are your vibes from this girl and how he's acting toward? I really want to know. Well, the fact that that she was talking about her past, like suicide, yeah. might be cutting out, Aaron. Hold on, guys. Uh, um. <laughs> Hello. All right, we're back. So my con- connection. <laughs> yeah, the it's saying Technical that it's unstable. So we'll we'll give it a couple seconds, and um, hope oops, right. hope that it will uh kind of. There I go. Just messing everything. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, Go ahead, keep talking while I fix this. Oh, yeah. No, so she definitely puts off, like, a strange vibe. She was different from the rest of the uh, other applicants, but kind of, definitely kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, just kind of, it's been slow so far, so you don't really know what to think. It's... Yeah, like I said before, it's definitely a slow burn. Um, sorry, guys, for that. Like we're back. Um, had to kind of fix things on the fly because you know we all love technology. Uh, so yeah, so he tells her, yeah, I can't find any information. Now, me personally, if we're doing this, already kind of a sketchy of mm-hmm. going through women or marry and your buddy over here is telling you dude there's no information she's already telling lies and she already told you she's telling lies back the fuck out unless like Aoyama is very desperate which he doesn't seem like he is I mean everybody's telling him he doesn't look well like he needs to marry it's a lot of other people kind of a lot of pressure yeah um, except for uh, Yoshikawa right now, he's just like, uh, we need. Yeah. Then we get mm. an even crazier shot of that that apartment. Once things start kind of ramping up a little, we get like a chilling shot. And now in the apartment, uh, Yamazaki's still there. Phone is right there, so she's like waiting for him to call her, which is also very funny. The room is dark mm-hmm. now, but now there's like a burlap sack, something in it that wasn't there before. I don't know. Uh, and then at the same time, we're kind of flashing back to Aoyama. He's sleeping back to her, so it's like a lot of back and forth. And then another weird cut is like a tree. And then yeah. you zoom in, and it's his wife, dead wife. So I think, is this a dream? Dreaming this? Is this mm. stuff actually happening? What's going on? So yeah. Definitely. This Very is confusing when it starts, at this point. Yeah, it starts making you think a little bit of like, where is this movie taking me? Because up until he, up until this point, things have been kind of normal, except yeah. for obviously until um, 
uh, Yamazaki came in picture. Get another instant the next day with uh, his secretary going home. But she decides to go and tell him that, hey, I'm going home. And he's just like, oh, oh, okay, uh, have a good one. That's completely fine. But she's just like hanging on and being like, okay. So we kind of get, <laughs> get some more tension there, which is weird. Like, why they're doing that? Like, why would you think that they keep bringing in a secretary to build more tension? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know where they're going with that. Maybe it's um, sexual tension. <laughs> sexual tension. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But uh, well, I will let you talk about the next scene. That's. One that gets yeah. everybody, uh, <laughs> the apartment one with, uh, with the oh, burlap weird. sack. Ah, uh, yes. So <clears throat> we go back to uh, Yamazaki's dark apartment, and again she's just sitting by the phone, but it's like close up of like her back, and it's yeah. kind of like zooming out. But she's like the way she's like fucking sitting there, like almost like almost like a. Uh, Almost like a plank, but her back is bent. You know what I mean? It's like she's yeah. just. Oh, this gives of... you total like Ringo, um, grudge vibes, doesn't? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I feel like she, all she needs to do is just start fucking crawling and. <laughs> but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and then you got uh, Ay- Ayuyama. He's staring at the phone. He's debating on if he wants to call her, and he calls her up. Then or starts to call her up and then walks away, dials it again, and then you got some uh, what's her name? Uh, Yamazaki's phone ringing, and you got to zoom in on the burlap sack, which decides to just fucking <laughs> yeah, it, it, out of nowhere. It moves and it makes a weird noise, like it's gooey grunting. Oh yeah, it's like crunchy and weird and uh, we will later on. You'll learn what's in there. We'll we'll, we'll know. <laughs> um. So yeah, but so the sack decides to move. <laughs> gets you thinking. You're like, what the fuck is that? It's obviously it's a it's honestly a very good jump scare. It is like I I kind of like knew it was coming, but like Just I still kind of yeah. So oh. creepy. I love it. Yep. It's so because, subtle. Right. Yeah, because you don't know what it is, but like it still gets you. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then you got Yamazaki or Asame. Um and Ayayama, they decide to meet up again. Um she's like, I've been waiting for you to call me. Um and you know Red flag, red flag. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, Yeah, I think I'm clingy, but you know, I've been waiting. I want you to. I want to talk to you. It's. <laughs> if I'm being told that, I'd like. It was a mistake. Especially like, yeah, since she keeps repeating that. it. No. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, Ayama asked how her family is, and, you know, she says that they're doing well, and that. Um, I forget the name of the city or the town that they 
lived in, but I didn't write that down. I think I think he just said somewhere in Tokyo. Yeah, somewhere in the city. Yeah, um, in the city. I think it's. You know, she says they're fine, and you know, remember this part though; it'll come into play later. Yes. Um. So Ayama says, tells her that the film is basically, you know, it might not might be a no go. You know, um, there's a chance that it'll happen. Also good, but yeah. So, uh, he basically tells her, you know, you don't have the the role anymore, though, essentially. Um, yeah, she even, it was like, well, did someone else get the moment. Yeah. Um, he didn't like the script or whatever, so it's going to be delayed at least, at the very least. Um, but she says she's happy to have met him. And yeah, she's very happy. <laughs> I know. I'm a little too happy, um, considering they've been talking, they've hung out, like, a couple of times, a yeah, couple of dates. Yeah, second time on yeah, so uh, cuckoo, um, but so, and then she said that she talks about how she ha- doesn't have anybody to talk to. Um, Another red know, flag. But, no yep. friends. No friend. No, but nothing. No family. But you'll learn more about that later as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everything so. comes to play very quickly after this. Yeah. Ayama tells his son that he meets met some had met someone and he's like, Oh yeah? Is she pretty? You know, what's she like? How old is she? Um he's like, She's twenty four years old and he's like, She's closer to my age. God damn, dad. He's like, She's probably cheating on your ass. Twenty <laughs> four. <laughs> and I think I don't think we get his age, but he's gotta be at least late forties, yeah. Maybe early fifties. That's a mm-hmm. pretty big uh age gap right there. Yeah, I mean she is way past um age, but twenty four. She a gold digger. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he tells his son that they she's he's taking her um you know out for the weekend that they're going away and that he's gonna introduce them soon and that he will meet her. But um, so <clears throat> Ayama. He tells uh they're actually and then we cut to the hotel I believe. Yeah, they're just like driving and like a shot of her looking at Yeah. Um Weird shots. classic traveling scene, you know. Um then we cut to the hotel and Ayama's just chit chatting, he's like, Oh, we can get dinner at a nice fancy restaurant and then maybe before we you know after that, or before we go to dinner, we can go to a gallery. They make it in the nick of time. It only takes 20 minutes to get there, but she's yeah. just standing there in silence, just fucking staring at a wall. Yes. Um, Fuck. And this guy just keeps talking. He's just like, he doesn't even question. He's just like, oh, and then uh, we'll do this and that. And, um, and then that he starts to kind of realize, he's like, Where, what the fuck's going on here? But. I know. <laughs> Then she starts unbuttoning her shirt um, as he's talking to her, um, and he realizes what she's doing. He gets completely naked, decides to lay under the covers, and she calls him over. It's the first word in, like, five minutes from her, so. Literally. It's um, just Ariyama the whole time just talking about dinner. But it's, like, 
silent too and like oh, something about her voice like when you it's just like eerie you know it's creepy yes. like it's so like high and which uh, i don't know but it just kind of sends chills down your spine a little oh, bit one thing i should have added into the facts director is was also kind of afraid of the actress who was playing her because he even said that it felt like there was something off with her so she really? kind of like that no, hmm. in both ways. Wow. Yeah. And actually, what we should do, let's just talk about didn't actors. Oh yeah. So let me do that real quick, and then we will carry on because this is when things start getting, uh, you know, kind of turn its head a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the person who plays Aoyama is Ryo Ishi uh, Ishibashi, who's actually Ishibashi. he's very popular. Japanese like films and stuff because he's done like a lot of TV work. Mm-hmm. He was also in um of the Grudge. I crap. It didn't tell me in IMDb it was the original remake. So I'm sorry guys if I fucked this up. But he was in the Grudge one and two. But if I had to guess, he was probably in the Japanese. If I had mm-hmm. to guess, I doubt he would have been in the American. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably the original. Sorry if I get that wrong. Then we get the actress who plays uh, Yama Yamazaki. <sighs> I. <laughs> uh, Shina, I think is how you say. He was in Tokyo Gore Police. That's I'm kind of listing the things that people would uh, be familiar with. She also has quite a few credits, but I think Tokyo Gore Police. A lot of people would be like, oh, oh yeah. Because I think I have seen that movie once, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't really. It put... sounds like it could be familiar, but yeah, definitely I probably haven't that, seen um, it. I didn't put two together. Then we have the actor who plays um, Yoshikawa Kun Kunimori Kunimura Kunin. So he was also he's another one who's very well known, like Japanese stuff like that. But yeah. the big role that you guys would probably uh, recognize him in, Kill Bill. So, uh, um, Wait, in, he was in Kill Bill? Yeah. I thought he looked familiar. Yeah, he's in a lot of things. He, he also did like a lot of like TV work and uh, stuff like that. Huh. So that's all I will talk about right now. We have one other person who's kind of big, but we haven't been introduced to him yet. So where did you will meet him soon? Eve <laughs> off. Go ahead, Aaron. Um. I find so, our spot. So we're at the point where she's under the covers. Oh, okay. Yep, I found it. Um, laying there naked. Yeah. We don't over. see anything though. We. It's just very yeah. It's very discreet. But, uh, she's laying in bed. The first word you've heard heard from her in the last five minutes of the movie is just, "Come here, please." Or, so he walks over and he starts getting undressed. A little presumptuous, I guess, but again, she's laying naked in bed, so it's kind of, (laughs) you know, it's like, is this what's happening? Or she's like, no, don't take your clothes off yet. He's just like, okay. Is that what you're into? (laughs) So, and she tells him, she's like, I want you to look at my body. Um, What? (laughs) He's like, what do you look at your body? I'm looking at you right now, but like, how in depth do you want me to go? Yeah, right. 
Um, so he's just kind of staring at it as she starts to like slowly uncover herself and um everything's looking it starts at her feet starts going yeah. up at her ankles and then you get to see these two big like scars like burn scars on her inner thigh um and she tells him she's like this is from when i was a child i accidentally burned myself um you know like that um two very big marks you must have done something yeah right but and then she's just going on this thing she's like i want you to love me will you love me and only me nobody else which look, keep that in mind for later too. Yes. It does kind of come back up. Um, but like, dude, if someone says that, I feel like that's a little far. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll love you, but for you to say just me, just me, you, like, it's it's like, what is wrong with you? I need to get out of here. But he's just so like, I don't. He's so infatuated at this point. He's sucked in. Yeah, and I'm just really trying to get inside his head like and his, why yeah. he would. No, when there was so many other people, you could have actually done this natural, not have hosted something easy, dummy, and do was wrong. You could have just been like, whatever. I'm just gonna go, fuck it, go to a bar. Go to a bar like, yeah. like normal people. Or a club or something. And then, like, maybe you'll find someone there. Or who knows? Maybe there's someone in your workplace. I mean, the that's, secretary. like, what happens a lot nowadays. Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, get together with coworkers. Like, whatever. Yeah. It could have been any other way. But, no, you're so fixated on this lady because you built fucking coffee on her page. <laughs> it was a sign. Like, seriously. <laughs> Come oh, on, man. man. But yeah, so um, he's watching. You know, he tell he's watching at her body. He's like, "You're beautiful." He's like, "I'll love only you." And that's his first fuck up right there. Yes, speeding <laughs> um, into it. And then we wake up, arrive, cut to the next morning, and Ayama's wakes up, and he just kind of seems disoriented and like just like like he's hungover or something, yeah, or like something. he got drugged, like roofied or. Um, and then he has the phone ringing, and it's the service desk of the hotel, and they're like, oh, we need to confirm this day, he's like, your companion left, um, you know, what do you, you know, we just need to, I'm sorry it's late, but, you know, we need to, you know, confirm with you, because that you're not here anymore, or whatever, but, or that you're still there, and he's like, she left, where'd she go, and he's like, I don't know, (laughs) um, but, I don't know if so. you realize too. The bed that they're on is up looking, like it all is. twisted and dark, Some fancy and, ass shit, <laughs> and weird and like I, I don't know if that was like an intentional thing to make it like something is, or if that's like mm-hmm. an actual fashion thing that they have there. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I should have looked that up. I wonder if it's actually kind of because I mean the bed does look really cool. I fucking want it. But yeah, it's all twisted and fucked up. It could just be some fancy hotel shit. Yeah, that, it, it could. But hey, maybe it does. You know, 
We'll have to look into it. Maybe it does have some kind of deeper meaning. Yeah, maybe. I <laughs> mean, how this... twisted the story is. I mean, honestly, <laughs> this, this whole movie, guys, check this season. Wasn't like what? kind of just like running through. Has like a general idea of like what's going on and going by by scene. Kind of telling you guys the movie without you really watching the movie, but mm-hmm. you guys need. You gotta watch it. You, to, to you have to it. experience it to like. It's kinda, almost really. It's almost two hours. So if you guys have enough time to sit down and watch a slow burn, if you guys like slow burn movies, this is one for you. Like you, especially if you're not familiar with like foreign horror, especially Japanese horror, this is definitely. Well, I don't know if I would start you off <laughs> on this one. Uh. But I'd say if you're getting into foreign horror, yes, I would say Suspiria. Quote, body horror, yes. We started this this foreign horror month off with something kind of lighthearted compared to this. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But definitely. Uh, but they're all, they're all. Yeah. Oh, I think but... the, the next part, uh, Ayama goes to talk to Yoshikawa tells him, like, dude, she left, and all this other stuff. But this part right here, you know how I said earlier they were using handheld cameras? Yep. This is when it starts. So this scene, you kind of see it too, the how, like, the motion is, how people are moving. This mm-hmm. is the first scene that they're using a handheld camera. So he goes and tells her, like, it's like, well, people just don't so you need to figure out like what happened to her and like I'm going to help you but he's like no I don't want your help I'm going to go do this myself then he goes home looks through the papers to see if there's anything there he's like oh the school school that she went to okay well we're going to go there this is a weird ass shot too like the way like the colors are it's like very orangey Gray yeah. and eerie, and he's almost just, like the sun is setting at yeah. the time. It, it kind of gives me like a Silent Hill vibe. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, think I can see it. Like the best way to kind of describe that setup, like whether it's the video game or the, it's very like Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also I think a static camera angle, so it kind of reminiscent of like Resident Evil. Yeah, I also love how like the first place he went to go look was her old school. That's kind of a long shot, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, it's just like why would you go there? Of all places, why not have her number? Did you not try? I don't think he even said if he tried calling her or not. Like, <laughs> just fucking call her. Trace like, the number. Up, bitch. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's some way for you to look up back in the day, look up that number in a book or something. Yeah, That's phone books. With the, the addresses, <laughs> don't don't really. But so he goes there, all boarded up. He's like, ah, whatever. But then you start hearing this piano in the background that wasn't there before. It's very slight at first, but it starts Mm -hmm. kind of building up and building up. But keep in mind that the whole outside of this is fucked, boarded. Things are broken, dirty as abandoned. He opens up the. He finds his way in. He unboards the door. Goes in. The school like it's untouched, polished, great, immaculate. It, it just looks, like that looks great. Then we see guys sitting at the piano. You don't really see the face at first, but you see kindling fire with like sticks in it. He has like ballerina 
on the back of his bear, which is like, what the fuck is going on here, man? You don't see anybody mm. else in here. There's no people running around. It's just pianist and Aoyama. And I don't know what, what he's playing, but it must be some sort of like popular ballerina, like something back then or something maybe just made for them. Yeah. Uh, so Aoyama's asking him, like, hey, hello, hear me, and all stuff then. Uh, turns around. Mm-hmm. His what does he have for feet, Aaron? Shit. Um, I honestly, I just drew a blank on that. What does he have for feet? Got like, <laughs> I like say nubs? wooden feet, but it's got. They like it's like plastered, but with a wooden block. Like he's in a wheelchair, not walking or yeah. anything. Yeah. It looks like makeshift, like, prosthetics. Yeah, and um, now that we're introduced to him, the guy who plays him is Renji Ishibashi. I don't think he's in relation with Ryu Ishibashi, character. Uh, but this guy, um, for what I have researched and heard from like, Bob, was this guy pretty much takes off anything. He does anything. In a lot of um, other movies, roles. Not really big roles, but this guy has a great laugh. I love his laugh. He laughs a lot in this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I know. It's kind of creepy too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is, and it's definitely meant to be. Uh, so yeah, he goes over there and he starts asking uh, Aoyama because he, he tells the man in the chair about um, uh, Yamazaki. Like, oh, you met her? Seen her? Have you talked to her? Have you made love to her? So it's like, what are these questions? Like, I obviously I've seen her. I'm asking you about her. Then we get like some flashbacks of the guy who's in a chair, like crawling toward a young um, Yamazaki. Yeah. And I think this is when we get to see of him burning her inner thigh, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's like. Going up there, like saying her name, like real slowly, and like it's this so shit's just like red hot. Like, what the fuck is going on in this movie right now? Because like the whole, just... whole first half is completely pretty normal, and you know, I would say sane. Yeah, not uh, none of us is like normal. Yeah, <laughs> but um, right now it's just going in a completely different. And it's what adds to it too is like the fact that she just sits there, like she could easily just get up and like. Run away from this guy. Like, why? But... <laughs> like, every time I watch this movie, I ask myself that. I'm like, why aren't you moving? Why aren't you moving? It's like, that's like a classic horror movie cliche right there, though. It's like, why aren't you going anywhere? Like, you have... Fucking move, girl. Like, are you paralyzed? <laughs> What's going on? No, and he's like, that's kind of funny considering the movie, too. Yeah. When he said paralyzed. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so, pretty much leaves that guy. He's like, what? guy's fucking crazy. I don't know what's going on. Then he remembers her saying that she worked at the bar at um, Stonefish. So he's like, Stonefish. So I'm gonna go there. Goes there. Place is closed. And then a guy walks by. And he, he's like, so, does someone live here? It's like, mail and stuff at the bottom of the door. It's like, no, no one's lived there for, what does he say, like, over a year? Yep, and that somebody was murdered there, and that there was it happened to be a lover, and the guy was missing fingers and 
air. They found tongue. Yeah. And then we they found weird, like an. Oh, sorry, guys. We got a weird shot of Yama just oh, like yeah. turning, and he just sees like the fingers and the ears. And the and tongue like, just flopping around and, and blood everywhere. So it's like okay, yep. so that's like a shocking. <laughs> you know what's funny too is when he's talking to this guy. The guy like starts to walk away, and then he starts talking again. He comes back around the corner. He's like poking his head out. Yeah, he's just like, "What? Uh, uh, can I go? Can I go now." Oh, uh. Uh, yep. <laughs> but um, and then we get yeah. to second phase of fucking. Mm-hmm. So we see housekeeper, whoever you want to call her, she's leaving. But we get like a POV camera as she's leaving. Of somebody going into the house. I don't know who. We also see a dog. No dog is there. But there's something going on. That's later. You kind of see it go from light to day very quick. Building the house. The Ayama's house. Comes home. Grabs a drink. Look for anything. I don't even think he calls for his dog. Grabs his drink. Lex is in the chair. And then he's just like, what the hell? Oh, like he's drugged. Kicking his head. What's going mm-hmm. on? Uh, I think he may have heard something. Gets up. Yeah. And this fucking flat out passes out. Falls backward. Then. You get a flashback. You get a, a flashback. Of. Uh, burlap sack. Is it the burlap sack? Is this the part when we get like all the fucking people? I'm um, mm-hmm. when it kind of gets in because there's a lot of different um segments that happen here of him getting that and flashbacks of something else and then more flashbacks and then reality and then yeah other flashbacks I or quote, at some point quote, reality. <laughs> but um, yeah, we we jump to uh Yamazaki. The Yamazaki's apartment. We don't know how the fuck we get there because we don't want him fall flat Spasso on his, his house. Uh, tells about that bother, right? We get the actual, well, quote unquote, probably actual backstory of mm-hmm. uh, of her actual parents like, and what happened, and like how she was living with her uncle and he was abusive. Then she went back. Yep. To her mom, who had a stepfather, and then he was abusive, and yeah, because it was like a flashback to like when they were sitting at the diner drinking, and then she he was like, "How are your parents? Or how's your family?" Right? And then yeah, so this backtracks. You know how we said earlier? Keep keep in mind the, this part because when they go back there, all of what she says is it's like the opposite. So once again, is this a state? Is this reality? What's going on here? Then we, I think we jump to the other restaurant too, but mm-hmm. like the red restaurant, and they're they're also continue talking, talking. Yep. But then we get Osama's dead wife is there, and also his young son. So, oh yeah, this is also kind of like okay, what is going on here? This is definitely some like weird. He's imagining shit. this or dreaming it. Yeah. Like he he's but. tripping or something. Like he's like. He he introduces um, Yamazaki to his deceased wife. He's like, no, not her. No, 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 no. Don't no, marry no. her. Don't marry nope. her. And he's just like, why? She's great. She's 
amazing. No. Uh, she does not approve. <laughs> no. Then we jump to the actual apartment. Um, Yuyama's there with Yamazaki. And this suddenly jumps to her going on her knees and, like, picking up his pants and... Going to town. Going to town. <laughs> but then you see faces change, and it's secretary. It's uh, a fucking house sitter. A housekeeper, yeah. Then it's his son's girlfriend. What and the f- then it's Yamazaki. So this is when things are like, what is going on? But then you think, like, did he fuck these people? Yeah, right. Like, have relations with his son's girlfriend? Because if this is his conscience, if we have to, if we're thinking of it this way, like, and it's yeah. his conscience, then like, he's definitely are... got a guilty conscience of something. Yep. So it's like he, he must have done something. And maybe that's why he was like, hey, you got a, you got a good one there, you know? <laughs> nope. No, oh, maybe. I think, yeah, I think you're onto something. So, so maybe. maybe. The... Then... You get the reveal of what the fuck is in the sack. Oh. And it's the deformed dude who's missing fingers, an, an ear, ear, a tongue, and a tongue. Oh, his tongue. <laughs> but that's that's not even the gross part. The gross part is what Yamazaki does. I literally had to look away at this part because I do, don't do well with it at all. Shit like that. You hear um. her puking outside into a dog bowl. And then, dude, I'm like, my mouth is already kind of getting like, bleh. yeah, no, me too. So, I don't, I'm too old with vomit. <laughs> just me talking about it, and like, I I still have it really fresh in my memory too. So I'm seeing it mm-hmm. as I'm talking about it. So she brings the <clears throat> bowl over <laughs> to him, <sighs> to the the deformed guy, and he just starts eating it like a dog. <clears throat> I mean, he doesn't have a tongue, so <sighs> he's just slurping it. He starts. <clears throat> And he's like looking up at it, like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> he fucking enjoys it, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck oh. is going on? Dude, then, yeah. Oh, fuck that scene. <laughs> so, as that's happening, now we get the pianist dude. And then jumping back to the uh, with the young Yamazaki, but now it's the old Yamazaki. And he's crawling towards her, opens up his, her legs, and burns her. So, it's like. Your mind is just fucked. This is a mind fuck movie. Like mm-hmm. people say, like Inception's a mind fuck movie. Ah, 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 ah. This movie is like a what the this fuck is, is like going on? Japanese fucked up horror Inception. <laughs> yeah, it's just like what is going on? Uh, and then I'm going to talk about this one part, Aaron, and then I want you to talk about the ending since your first time seeing it. Yeah. But so jump to. Now Yamazaki being at this, mm-hmm. at this wire, really intense, oh. long ass wire, like a piano wire or something. Yeah, maybe that's what that is. I didn't. Know I think that that maybe that's what it is. Might have been. So he, the pianist, is there. He's playing, and then she says, "This wire cuts through bones so easily." Wraps it around like... his head, tightens it. Then we get some more like weird flashbacks and cuts, a bunch of shit going on, and then off with his head, just gone. <laughs> then what happens next, Aaron? 
Once the head falls. Oh, once the head falls. Um, that's when. Sorry, I lost my. Um, that's when Aoyama wakes up, right? Yes, it is. And what uh, is going on? So he wakes up in his own house. Uh, he's just like, "What the fuck is going on?" But and then he comes across Yamazaki, and she's got some new clothes on. Uh, she's got like a leather apron and like some Dexter shit going on over yeah, here. Yeah, literally Dexter. Um. So, uh, <clears throat> anyways, he decide. Turns out she had paralyzed and she injected him with something, and he's like, he can't move. He's like, "What the fuck's going on here?" And she's like, "You're paralyzed," but. The stuff I gave you makes it so your nerves are extra, like, alert, and you'll feel everything even worse than you would normally. What kind of fucking drug would that be? Is that even... I wonder if that's, like, a real thing. Uh, paralytic agent, it says on this page I'm reading off of, but... Oh, do you have a fact uh, about it? Oh, no, I just kind of, like, I'm also going... I'm using, like, a synopsis. Oh. Um, that I read online too. Okay. Um, as I go along, um, and it said something about paralytic agent. So, like, which I means I guess paralyzes you, but who knows yeah. what it is though. Um. Anyways, uh. So then she decides to. You see her reaching into like a case of needles, and she just starts like grabs a handful of them, and just kind of, just like, just running them through her hands for a second there. Can I do some acupuncture. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, and she comes up and just starts. Um, she cuts his clothes off first off, so he's laying on the floor basically naked. Um, uh, but and then she starts sticking needles into his chest. Um, I, I, and dude, what she, the Japanese word for what she's saying, the, the deeper, deeper thing, the kiri 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 kiri, or however you say it, she says mm-hmm. it. So creepily. Yeah. She, oh, and the fact that she injected his tongue too. Yeah, the, long ass needle and a lot of shit. Like, why? <laughs> you already paralyzed him. Like, <laughs> I know you probably don't want him to talk, but do you that much? Yeah, right. And also that she fucking killed dog. Like, I know. You see uh, that yeah. too? A very quick like glimpse, but you don't see her actually kill the dog. But we. Yeah, he's an innocent victim. Don't kill, don't kill pets, guys. That's rule number one. Don't, not the animals. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she starts slowly sticking needles into his chest, getting lower into his stomach, and you know anywhere that's gonna fucking hurt. Um, and as she's like slowly like spinning them in, she goes, "Kitty, kitty, 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 kitty." Yeah, like kitty, 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 kitty. Every time. Which, like you said, is my I think is deeper for uh, Japanese for deeper. Yeah. Um. So and it's just it's like quiet too though when you hear it. It's like it's just like that's all. Uh, kiwi kiwi kiwi. I love it though. Ooh. It's great. Yeah. Love it. But. Uh, um. Yeah. So and then she just takes some more needles. She climbs up on them, like straddles them, and just like leans on them to push the needles in even deeper. What the fuck? <laughs> crazy ass bitch and starts sticking needles around his eyes and I, I think he, I don't, yeah right um 
and then decide and she's like goes on about how like uh you understand it you know more clearly when you're think life more clearly when you're in pain and just fucking just flicks them <laughs> just one by one just like ping, ping. and the noise too it makes is just oh it's so piercing with like how hard she does it like oh my mm-hmm. god oh just thinking about it like just picture yourself guys all right anybody who is listening or watching right now i want you to close your eyes for a second okay Aaron, I want you to do this. Close your eyes. Okay? Okay. So, you're there. You're you're Aoyama, right? Mm-hmm. This girl has these long-ass, really pretty thick <laughs> needles. Paralyzed. You can't move. You feel everything. Just putting the so slowly into every part of you while saying... That's fucking scary. That's terrifying. And then now she goes up to your eyes. And you're seeing it. Okay? Even if you close <laughs> your eyes, you feel the shit. He, she doesn't put it into his eyes. It's a It's round. like right around. Yeah. And Oof. it's just like and then she flicks him. Just imagine. <laughs> I want everybody to take a second and do this. Just, oh. <laughs> That's fucking put terrifying. Me out of my misery, please. Right? Holy shit. How's he not bled out at this point, though? I guess they're, like, well, they're small needles, I guess. It... Yeah, they're, they're like acupuncture. But acupuncture pierces in. Yeah. Know, but but it's not enough a... to, like, drain blood out like a stab wound would. I think they're slightly but I don't know by how I don't know the actual they are metal and Yeah. But, so, she... He's blind, uh, basically, I assume blind, almost blind at this point, because his eyes are, like, basically closed, or he can't see shit. He's in a lot of pain. He can't move his eyes, either, because if he does, they're gonna, the needles are gonna move. Yeah. Um, so. Excuse me. (laughs) Um. (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, so, she starts, she comes up, she starts putting, like, uh, leather straps around his ankles, and just tightening them to, like, you can tell it's uncomfortable, like, it fucking hurts, like, yeah. That would be enough for me, but then she's just, she's like, you hear the same line, this wire can cut through bones so easily. I love that line. And she's, so, I know. Oh my god, no, I'm burping, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple, but so terrifying. If mm-hmm. someone were to say that to you. Yeah, you right? Shit. As they're holding fucking razor sharp wire. <laughs> um, And she starts wrapping it around his ankles. Um... He's just kind of laying there. He can't do shit about it, and you know he knows what's about to happen, though, because he's see, he's had all these visions. You know, everyone's missing their feet, and he's like, "Oh yep. shit!" Um, so she's wrapping it around. She wraps it around a couple of times, and then like puts her foot down on his ankle and just starts. He's enjoying it too. Oh yeah, she's staring right at the fucking his leg just being sawn off. Oh, it's it's brutal. It is um, like. You're not really expecting this. Like I said, when you go into those, you're like, "Oh, it's not, it's not that bad. It's just gonna be kind of like a weird, fucked up psychological thing at the end with some kind of thing." But you're not really expecting it to go to the limit of putting needles into your body, killing your dog, paralyzing you, and cutting off your fucking. Yeah, right. And she's just so slowly too. She's just like. Yeah, and you, you see, like, pretty much every detail of what happens to it. 
they hold on that for a while. Um, yeah. Apparently, when this was being like shown in film festivals, I mean, you hear this with like everything that people like got up and like left because they couldn't. But really? Yeah. I mean, it's I, fucking gruesome, but it's not that bad. Yeah, I don't. I think back then, though, there wasn't like a lot of things that were kind of pushing the limits. Yeah. Of, of that. That's true. So I can kind of see that and. Like yeah, whatever. that's true. Because you're not the whole film is not setting you up for this. It's setting you up for something different. It's not mm-hmm. setting you up to see a gory foot and needles yeah. be punctured into your skin for being kiwi, crazy. Kiwi, kiwi, kiwi. Yeah, and also saying like, "Oh, you slept with all these women that you were doing the audition with, and now I'm gonna take it all out on you and like that." You know. Yeah, right. But oh yeah, and there's that one part too. Like as she's doing all this, um, she's like, uh, you know, you didn't, you you lied to me again. You didn't, you you because uh, his son comes home and she's like, who's that? And yeah. he's like, you you leave him alone. Um, and she's like, you love him. You lied to me. You said you would love only me. And yeah. which is kind of fucking creepy. Um, after all that shit, you know. Especially, but crazy, so crazy one. But yeah, so she gets one foot off, and she starts sawing the other, and she hears Ayama's son come home. And he's like, "Dad, you up still?" You know. Um, he walks in. He sees his dad on the. Uh, she goes around. She grabs something, sprays it. It's like it, it must be whatever she paralyzed. Um, yeah, and maybe to do the same thing to his son. Maybe yeah. like make make him watch or something. I don't, I don't know. Oof, who knows? But so she just sprays in the air. She's like, "Okay, this will do." And she goes around, and he comes in, sees his dad on the floor, with his foot missing, and um, on the part when she cuts it off too, she just like fucking throws the foot like it's yeah, <laughs> yeah like this weird like n- kind of nice shot. It's like from outside shot the house of them like on like with this big window on the side of the house. Like okay, whatever, and then she's. Fucking chucks the thing at the window, blood everywhere. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but anyways, uh, his son comes home. He sees his dad on the floor. His foot's missing. The other one's halfway gone. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, dad, tell me what's going on. He's like, what are you doing? What's happening? You know, <laughs> and you see behind him come through the door is um, <clears throat> Yamazaki. Uh, yeah, Yamazaki. Yeah. Coming up with her spray, and you see uh, Ayuyama's face just change. The expression on his face changes. Like behind you, he's like, "Yeah, he's just like, oh fuck." Um, behind you. <laughs> um, and she comes up, tries to spray him. He sees her. He runs away, like like anyone would in that situation. So you think of like well, all those yeah. scenes and all these other movies. Like, why aren't you running? But he did the, you know. Yeah. And um, <laughs> before we get like even to like the final thing, we get another. Uh flashback back to hell. Oh yeah, that's right. And this um, time when Aoyama wakes up there. And you even like he's freaking out waking up. Checks his feet, his feet are fine. And then he's like looking at her like, "Oh, thank God, it was just a fucking dream." <laughs> and he gets up, goes to the bathroom, wakes up and everything okay? Does then um I think we 
back. Back to, to the uh, the murder house. Yeah, to the murder house right. of the final conclusion. Which you want to go into it, or you want me to talk about? I can talk about it if you want. Yeah, sure. So yeah, um, you final conclusion. We get back to where uh, Yamazaki is going to spray Yama's son. And he's just like, whoa, fuck that. Uh, I'm running. <laughs> and he goes upstairs. Uh, and she's chasing him. <laughs> trying to spray. Spray him like, tss, 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 I'm going to get you. When I go back into her face. He's like, what the fuck are you doing, bitch? Like, what the hell's going on? So he gets up there. He trips. She starts, like, spraying the fuck out of him. He's, like, covering his face. Fucking kicks her down the stairs. It's a hard one, too. She goes fucking flying. Yeah, he's like, what? Thud. Really loud thud. He looks down. Her neck is broken, and then you get like a weird little like, Ugh. like, I guess like it's when like she's breathing, a heartbeat or something with her neck going like, <laughs> like a super weird sounding. Yeah, he gets he's like, oh, okay, uh, that was easy. Runs downstairs, <laughs> checks on his dad. Dad is like fucked up, and he's like, "Police, man, call call the police! What are you doing? <laughs> they don't don't stare at me, so call the police." Calls the police, tells them what what happened, and then Iyama, because he had to crawl over on, and then he's mm-hmm. looking at Yamazaki. Uh, just at the bottom of the stairs, all yeah. broken and shit. Still talking, but the funny thing, catch it, and I'm sure everybody will. He's repeating lines that said him earlier in the film, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, uh, I don't know what you." Or I'm very happy that we talking, but she's like so dead, like at eye just staring at him, like barely like her mouth, but still talking and hears it. So she's like mm-hmm. repeating lines, like acted it out the whole time. Like, yeah, like technically she was the actress. Main lead. Mm-hmm. Shit fucks with your head in this movie. <laughs> it does. I think that's fade out, right? I don't think. Mm-hmm. Happens. And then you get this like upbeat music in the credits. Yeah, so it's like, oh, well, Angel. <laughs> so, my theory the end of the movie, we're now rolling credits. Happens. Obviously, she dies. I, we that. Um, Aoyama, maybe I got his foot back because there's a certain period of time. I don't know how he didn't really have a lot of blood, even with having that strap on. I think he still would have probably bled out. Yeah. But I think he probably got his foot back. Half of his other foot was sawed off, but eligible. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it healed eventually. So I'm sure he's okay. If if not, maybe he's but but better than Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if I have to think, is a big part of this movie and the start getting different, especially with them using camera um technique. The first time they're at the hotel, mm-hmm. he wakes up and he's all disoriented. I think that when it really starts changing, and I think and this is what kind of kicks off. I want to mm-hmm. say a lot of theories about this, but I want to say at that point, I think, mm-hmm. I think the whole rest of the movie, and the second time that he wakes up, is reality there reality hmm. and yeah, also maybe notice how he drinks a lot in this 
Yep. Every time he drinks, he gets drowsy. Yep. Being, Maybe I that's think, being drugged. So I think that's why I think a lot of it's. Yeah. What's your take? Well, what would you uh, say? Like you said, it's very confusing. I'm gonna have to rewatch this one. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. I feel like I missed some a few little like things, but it, uh, I don't know. I think. I. I. I don't know. I honestly don't know what to think right now. At it's, it. it's a mindfuck it's, movie. Man. Yeah. Um. I like your theory though on it being a dream and like you know yeah. maybe she's you know been dr- obviously drugging him the whole time but like I don't know because all the flashbacks and shit like when she cut the guy's head off you know was that supposed to be a flashback is that something she did when she was younger or did she you know that just I don't know I think it's really you know what I mean I think it's in his head this is why I think He's it's just all a dream is because all. he knows he's doing something sketchy right but he found mm-hmm. this girl, but he knows his subconscious telling him Dude, doing something wrong. Yeah. You need to stop. So, like, in his mind, it, his mind is creating her to be something completely different than what she actually is. In yeah. my mind. So, this crazy killer and weird school and yep. her, her parents are abusive because you get two different answers for her, for her parents. So, I'm thinking the mm-hmm. first time she's talking is his dream oh yeah second time is a dream because it even kind of proves that when it goes to the next part when that wife at the at the other restaurant yeah because it connects you know what Mm -hmm. i mean yeah that does make sense though but also the first time when they're at the at the the restaurant he's asking about the parents i don't know if you realize but there's a a quick shot like the restaurant's full and then it's empty Oh, and yeah. it's just them two. But at the same time, it's like maybe hmm. that whole conversation was also made. Or maybe this is her mind? Yeah. It's That's... it's very like what is going on. I When I watched this with Joe Bob, I was actually kind of researching what other people's theories were. And a lot of them kind of have the same thing with me. They also have different ones. I don't even think... Um, Sorry guys, the director. Uh, oh, the director. Uh, um, Ashi uh, Miyaki. I don't even. Th- uh, he kind of leaves it up to other people's like interpretation. I don't think he really came out and said. Leaves uh, it to the imagination. Yeah, yeah. it's like w- it's whatever you guys want it to be. I mean, but then at which the same, I mean, at the same time, the ending just seems so real and compelling because of his son. You know, with his son being yeah. there, and this is like. Maybe on. that was like him, like in his head, like finally admitting to himself, like you know, this shit's shady. What I'm doing, you know, I need to make my son a priority or something like that. And that's like, yeah. I don't know, you know, that's what I kind of like about movies like this, though. It, like you said, it, um, you know, it kind of leaves it up to the viewer to like, you know, yeah, almost exactly. choose and like, even with the whole it, scene of like everybody going down on him, it's like changing faces. Mm-hmm. All this other shit. So it's like maybe he really did have relationships with them, and his subconscious is really telling him he fucked up. Yeah, and and like because this can be it could be interpreted so many different ways. So like yeah. it's so I I really want to know from the people who are watching and listening in the comments anywhere you guys can comment. I want to know your theories. In this movie. 
if you haven't seen this, I need you guys to go watch it and you tell me that you watched it. Then we can have even a further conversation because I really want to pick other people's brains and and yeah. see what everybody else thinks. Like, do you think is the ending real, or do you think it's a dream? I really want to know. Maybe. What a fucking all over the place mind trip. Yeah. Such a great movie. It really is. It does not set you up for what is going on at the end. No. But and Aaron. Like the... You think this movie is weird and fucked up, dude. Wait until Martyrs. No shit. Like, I need everybody to be prepared for next week. Because I don't even know if I'm really mentally able right now to go to this again. I'm kind of debating if we should watch this together. Yeah, I think we can but do that. But at the same time, I don't know if I want to. Because I want to hear yeah. your thoughts here. Mm-hmm. And be surprised at what you think. I don't know. Yeah, true. We'll, we'll think. We'll, we'll think it about it. Yeah. But um, we're but doing. I'm preparing myself. <laughs> yeah, we're doing the original Martyrs, not the remake, not the American remake. Original Martyrs from. I think it's 2000 and 2004. One of those. I know it's early 2000s. I don't think this is 90s. Mm-hmm. Definitely not 80s. But yes, it's going to be one one trip. Yeah, it is. Is there anything you'd like to add before we decide to say goodbye to all these lovely people who have been? Um, not too much. Just uh, I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts on this movie. I really am interested in hearing. You know, I'm, after this, I'm probably going to be reading some theories. Um, yes, definitely. Just that I appreciate everybody who's been supporting us, and especially those continue on to do Patreon. You know, um, we've been trying to be as um, active as we can on Patreon. Aaron and I have decided we didn't do it this week just because there was a lot of stuff going on. That we are probably still going to be doing Wednesday episodes, but we might be recording them before we do our live stream. So we might test it out next week. I don't think there's a lot of things going on. But like I said, guys, um, it's something that we want to do, but just right now our lives are just so ridiculously crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, the Dean episode was such an exception because it was very important. It was a special occasion. Big um, milestone. Yeah, a huge milestone. Guys, we are we are at almost eight total plays right now on our on our podcast. We're almost at a hundred. So I, we got to figure out something to do once we hit that milestone. And another thing I do want to say, I want to reach out to anybody else in the horror community or anybody who listens to this. If you guys want to come on the show, let us know. We are so open to having anybody. You don't have to be somebody big. You don't have to be someone promoting anything. But we want we want Just to want come hang out. Yeah, we want to incorporate everybody in this because I love everybody. The horror community is so so wonderful. They're great, and I like to pick other people's brains. Oh, yeah. Make sure you go uh, check out our Patreon. The reason why I'm saying that because up until the 31st of this month, we're running a very special uh, promotion. You guys pledge one dollar, one dollar. Go there. You guys get a special sticker. So much for free. Who Unless you consider like it one dollar. 
mm-hmm. you guys like stickers and like to support the things that we do and want to improve in the quality that we're doing. That is the best way to support us, right? Yeah. And we do appreciate any feedback. You know, feel free to DM us on Instagram, Twitter, wherever. Um, appreciate. DMs are always open, man. Even if you're having a rough day and you talk to someone, we're open. I'm very, very yeah. active on try to be as good as I can. Even though I'm a, a, a father, I work, you know, and I'm a fiance. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on, but I still make time for the amazing thing that we have going But I think that's about it. So, this was the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I am your host, Dustin. I'm your co-host, Aaron. See you guys next week for Martyrs. Make sure you guys get yourself ready. Come listen. If you dare. Take care, guys. It's spooky.